0: Man, I love lifting up the wonderful name of Jesus. There is nobody close. He has no rival. He has no equal. Both now and forever. i been say right now and forever. He's going to reign. Come on, we believe that by faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Now and forever. He's reigning right now and forever throughout eternity. We love him so much. We're building this house, the Hope Church, on the name of Jesus. Come on at that name, every knee bows, every tongue confesses, everything shifts, everything changes in the power of the name of Jesus. We're so excited that you're here this morning. If it's your first time watching online, we wanna welcome you, you are our VIP. Welcome to Hope Church. Go ahead, text, I'm a VIP, one word, I am a VIP to 94090. We'd love to connect more with you right now. And hey, if it's your first time in the auditorium this morning, we are expecting an experience of God for you this morning. You to experience God, discover some hope, and to see your life changed. Can we give it up for our first time guests in the house this morning? Welcome to Hope. Welcome to Hope. My name's Nate. I'm the lead pastor here at Hope Church. If we haven't met yet, I'm so excited that you're here because we believe church is to be enjoyed, never, ever, ever endured. And in the middle of this corona crisis season, whatever this is, keep going, keeps going, keeps going. I'm telling you what, we've seen more VIPs. Just last month, we had 55 brand new people come to the house of God in this crisis. So we're so excited that you're here this morning. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. One more time, let's give it up for our first-time guests. You are important to us. And again, my name's Nate, and we've been in a series of talks. This is the fourth and final week of our series of talks called The Monkeys. The Monkeys, that's right. There are four of them. There's one not represented here. It's the Do No Evil. Pastor Ashley brought an amazing word last week. Let's give it up for Pastor Ash, bringing the word of faith. Yeah, but these, these guys over my head, Yet uh, you see them. They're like these three little monkeys, right? These three little terrible monkeys. Maybe you've seen their emojis on the phone. Maybe you've seen knickknacks in people's homes. They derive from sort of this Middle Eastern-ish kind of philosophy that tells you what not to do. It's like a Middle Eastern religion. It tells you to, not be, af- or to be afraid, what you shouldn't do, why it won't work. It says, don't look at evil, right? Don't hear evil, and it says, do not speak evil it's a philosophy that's built on everything you can't do like most religions all religions are all about the no's and the don'ts and what you can't do and they hold you down but I'm telling you what for so long religion has been holding people back and that's what we stray away from that's what we get away from with relationship with Jesus it changes that notion completely He's the God who changes everything. He's the God who's so attractive to me because He is the God that grants access. He's so attractive because He says, Access granted. He doesn't tell me what I can't do and why it won't work. He tells me what I can do and why it will work. He encourages me to be about it, not hiding from it, not afraid of it. He's given us the ability to lift up our eyes. Monkey see, monkey do, right? Here it is. He says, Lift up your eyes and see clearly. There's a harvest in front of you. There's good things in store for you. There's great things in your future. See it clearly. The clearer you can see it, the faster it comes to you. And he says, I want you to have ears that don't just hear what people are saying, but I want you to have ears that are unblocked to hear what my spirit is saying. He encouraged us to hear. Let them who have ears to hear, let them hear. I'm going to say, let them hear access granted and he gave us mouths not to speak about our problems but to speak to our problems he says if anybody speaks to their mountain and cast it in the sea it'll be removed from you we're not just talking about problems we're talking to problems the god who grants access he's attracted to me how about you Isn't he so beautiful? Isn't he so wonderful? He's not a God of religion. He's a God of relationship. He's not a God of denial. He's a God of access. He's not a God of no, no, no. He's the God who says in 2 Corinthians 9, he says, all my promises have always been yes, 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 and let it be so in your life. He's the God who grants access, and I love it so much. I'm not going to fear evil. Everybody say, don't fear evil. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. No, I'm going to overcome evil with good. My Bible says in Romans twelve twenty one. It says it says don't be overcome by the evil of the world. Don't be overwhelmed with evil. Oh my gosh, this is happening and this is happening and this just happened. Don't be overcome with evil. He says overcome aggressively. Overcome evil with good. We're not to be called to be underwhelmed. We're supposed to over. I ever say get over everything that's been overwhelming you. Not with evil, but with good. Not with fear, but with faith overcome evil with good. You know, at Hope Church, it's crazy. We actually want you to see. We actually want you to hear, and we actually want you to have permission to speak. Permission granted. Permission to speak freely, sir. Yes, permission granted. Speak hear see this is the life that god wants you to have speak life speak blessing speak power speak purpose over your life over other people's lives over our nation over your cul-de-sac over your community over your church come on speak life and blessing don't be everybody say don't be one of these monkeys these monkeys are limited these monkeys tell you what you can't do and what, what won't work and be afraid of it last week pastor ash again she said we're not going to be afraid of failure." Of doing no evil no we're gonna set forward in faith and do good we're gonna do what God's called us to do so today to get started we're going to our last last talk about this and it's so sad it's found in first 1 Kings eighteen we're going to the last thing it's the middle monkey today we're hitting the middle monkey then Elijah said to King Ahab he's the king of the nation go up and eat and drink for there is I hear not maybe not might be there is, by faith, a sound of abundance of rain. I hear something, and it hear, it sounds like abundance, prosperity, blessing. Wherever you see rain in the Bible, it's the favor of God. It's the blessing of God. It's the prosperity of God. He said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He said, there is the sound of the abundance of rain. That excites me. Hear something good. gonna say, hear something good. In the middle of a whole bunch of jacked up life in a jacked up world, here's something good. And the Bible says in verse 42, so Ahab went up, he ate and he drank, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, which is not uh, like Carmel, it's Mount Carmel, and it sounds delicious, doesn't it, Mount Carmel? He goes up to this place called Mount Carmel, and he bowed down on the ground, he started praying, interceding, and he said to his servant, now look, go look toward the sea. So, he went up and he looked and he said, there's nothing. He came back to his, Elijah, he said, there's nothing. All all I see is nothing. He said, go back. Look again at the sea. Nothing. Seven times. I don't see it, go back. I don't see it, go back. I don't see it, go back. He's like, I don't see it. But Elijah's like, I heard it, so I don't care what you see. He's like, I don't see it, I don't see it. And Elijah's like, I heard it, so I don't care what you see. Because faith comes by hearing. He said, I heard something. So I don't care what you see, keep going back because what you see is about to catch up to what I heard, the sound of abundance. And he said, there's a cloud on the seventh time. His servant came back and said, actually, I do see a cloud, and it's a tiny, teeny, see, weetsy, beetsy cloud the size of a man's hand rising out of the sea. He said, go up, go tell King Ahab, whoa, use your mouth. Don't have a mute monkey mouth. I want you to go speak in faith that you better get off this mountain before the rain stops you, King Ahab. And all of a sudden, it's like looking like a crazy person. There's a tiny little cloud out there. He's going using his mouth tool, and he's hearing things from God, and he's saying, what do you see? And all three of these things are working together. I heard it. You see it. Now go say it. And we're going to King Ahab, the king. And he says, you better get down because it's about the flood. You're going to get stuck in the mud. Here comes the rain. The sky becomes eventually black with clouds, and it pours down rain, and the uh, famine breaks. And the dry season in your life breaks. And how did it start? I hear the sound of an abundance. And the dry spot in your career, it breaks. And the dryness of corona, it breaks. Come on. And the dryness of division, it breaks. And we hear something different, and then we go see something different, and then we go talk about something different. And all of this hinges on faith. Everybody say faith. One more verse. Hebrews 11.1. It says, now faith is... The substance. I love that because it's real. Of things joyfully anticipated, of hope for. Of evidence. I love that because it's real. Hard, factual evidence of things not yet seen. Of the unseen. Not tomorrow. Ever say now faith. Not tomorrow faith, not yesterday faith, now faith. Faith is always now. And we are in 2020, the fall of 2020, and now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. I love that substance. Faith is always now. Everybody say, faith is always now. Is always now. So the Bible teaches us in this verse that there is hope, there is faith, and there is the unseen. Faith is now, hope is coming, it's like what I hope is coming, and there's evidence that is here but not yet seen. Faith is a transport mechanism that God uses to bring the unseen into our lives' reality. Like right now, faith is working to bring the unseen into the seen realm. Hope is awesome. We're called Hope Church. I love hope. Hope is joyful anticipation of good things, but that doesn't mean it materializes. Faith is the evidence, faith is the substance. Faith is what gets you from good feelings about your future to holding your future in your present. God doesn't just want to abandon us to living with hope. He wants to put faith in. Faith is the substance of joyful anticipation, which we are all about seeing great things in our future. But I'm telling you what, he's not abandoning us just to that. He's saying faith is the substance behind hope, the evidence of things unseen. We need faith. The Bible says without it, it's impossible to please God. Without it, it's impossible to operate in hearing, seeing, and speaking. Faith is the substance. Faith is where you begin to have the unseen visualized and actually become a reality. When we got to start leading this incredible church just five years ago, people told me it was impossible to do what we've done pre-COVID with this church. They said, this church has always been 200, 250 people. We've been fighting 35 to 40 years of ministry. This is the way church is done. This is the way church is. People told me that their coworkers and their friends are not interested in Jesus. Nothing you have to give them from Jesus. They always shut Jesus down. They hate Jesus. And I just quietly disagreed for a long time. I firmly disagree with that statement. I believe, and now you know, I say it all the time, I believe everybody is just right for Jesus. I believe in a God who meets people right where they're at. And if you knew who I knew, you'd love what I have. The God I see is so undeniably attractive. The God who grants access. If you knew Jesus for who he was relationally, and you cut out all the religious garbage and hookups and hangouts, I'm telling you what, you would love Jesus. He's the best thing that's happened to my life. I'm telling you with confidence. And I want to tell you, we've seen more salvations. We've seen every statistic more than double in the past five years over the last 35 to 40 years of ministry. More baptisms, more salvations, more stories of life change than ever before. And I believe we're just getting started. I am Full of hope for the future. I can't wait to see what 2021 brings us. I can't wait to see more lives found, more people helped, more marriages healed, more families restored, transformed. I can't wait to take ground in the spiritual and in the natural, more buildings built. I believe that God is going to give us this city. He's going to give us Elmira. I can't wait to get back to Elmira and start reaching the lost, no matter the cost, to see lives and communities and city-mindedness change and transform. A spirit of lack is going to break off that city. My God is the God who always leads us into triumph, who always leads us. I can't wait. We're going to produce. We're going to enlarge. We're going to see everything come to fruition because of a little thing called faith. Now faith, not 10 years ago faith, not the way it used to work faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. you got to determine to have faith. ever say faith. God wants you to have faith. It pleases him when you believe in him and you take him at his word. Like what he says he does and who he is, he is. Faith is determined. Faith starts with what you hear. The middle monkey is how faith comes. Middle monkey is how faith comes. So many people are trying to block themselves, block everything, because they know that what you hear influences their life. So you turn on the news, and you block. And you turn on social media, and you block. And you listen to your friends, and you've taught yourself to protect yourself, so you block. And you listen to your boss at work, and you block. (laughs) And you listen to your wife, and you don't want to get hurt again, so you block. And you listen to your husband, and my God, so you block. And you, you listen to all these things, and you build walls to block you, you block yourself protect yourself from hurting being hurt again but this middle monkey says you got to stop blocking the word of god and for good reason people block church because man people are not god and god is not people And when i listen to the word it really challenges me but there's something about that personality in those people i'm not sure i want all of what they're selling you hear what i'm saying and so we listen with filters and we listen with blockage and we protect ourselves because of our past pain from church people and church history. But Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing, unfiltered hearing and hearing what? Hearing the word of God. So it's hard to, to start hearing when you always stop hearing. To protect yourself, we want to have open ears in this church, unblocked ears in this house. We want to receive from God's word, not because of a personality, not because of a flawless, perfect person. No, we want to hear the word of God because we want to receive the best. We want to eat the meat and spit out the bones. We want to receive and get all the nutrition from God's word that has the capacity, ability to change our reality. Because faith starts with hearing the word of God. I like to tell you, the smartest people in the city this morning, you made a decision, I'm going to get into the house of God, and I'm going to lean in to the word of God today. Today, his word will be hidden in my heart, so I won't miss the mark and mess up my destiny. And I'm not listening just to anything. I'm not just listening to CNN or social. I'm going to be listening to the word of God loud. Listen loudly to the word of God. Get past the person and get to the word. The principles. My God, he has things in store for you that only come by hearing. And you can listen and not receive. And you can listen and not hear. And you can have ears that don't hear. But we want to be those people who say, I listen, I hear, I receive, and I meditate on his word day and night. I meditate. I chew on it day and night. Your word have I hidden in my heart. I want to receive this unfiltered, unblocked, just raw and real. Even the impossible stuff, even the crazy stuff, even the stuff I'm not sure about. By faith, I'm going to receive the word of God. You'll find that as the word goes in and you let it go in, faith begins to rise. You'll find that as the word comes in, faith begins to rise by hearing, and then you begin to see. I heard a sound, go look for a cloud. I heard a sound, go look for a cloud. Seeing comes after hearing and believing. I love the story of Elijah because there's been a drought for three and a half years. The drought has forced a showdown between the prophets of God, the prophet of God, Elijah, and all the prophets of Baal, the false prophets. And I love Psalm 1:15-3. I think it speaks to this series so well, talking about false gods. I like how it starts. Our God is in heaven. Let's just put it out there. He does whatever he pleases. And you want him to do whatever he pleases because everything he does is good. Everything he touches, everything he does, everything he says, it's good and is for my good. I want him to do whatever he pleases. I love that about my God. Their idols, now he's talking about false prophets, Baal worshipers, their idols are silver and gold, the work of man's hands. And look how beautifully this seems right in. They have mouths, but they're afraid of evil. They don't speak. They have eyes but they don't see they have ears but they have no hearing power so it's like Elijah comes up he insults him he's kind of like oh maybe your god's on the bathroom maybe he's in the bathroom like busy with something he literally starts doing potty talk with with their gods he's like oh maybe you should shout louder because I don't think he can hear you he has ears but he can't hear and they're cutting themselves and going crazy and doing their dances and trying to get the rain to come and doing the rain dance and he's like Maybe God's just busy doing something else. And then when he speaks, my God moves. He says, I want you to take the most valuable thing you got. Take water in the time of drought. I want you to pour it all over the sacrifice. So I want you to put the fire out. I want you to put the wood out. I want those stones to be wet. I want everything drenched in the most valuable thing you have. And he says, my God, when he starts to speak, all these idol worshipers, these false gods, they start to... to be like, whoa. All, everything becomes consumed. The rocks consume. The wood consumes. The water gets consumed. Everything gets burnt up at the word spoken by Elijah. And the whole nation cries out. They return to God and say, the Lord, he is God. Why? Because our God doesn't just have a mouth but not speak. Have ears but have no hearing power. Have see- sight but no seeing power. He has the ability to go from faith to substance. Faith to evidence. And when Elijah speaks on behalf of God and when he sees on behalf of God and when he hears on behalf of God, the Lord, he is God, is everybody's battle cry because something actually happens. Because your God has the power to actually change your Monday, your Tuesday, your Wednesday. He has the power to transform something that's impossible. That addiction, that thing. And Elijah has all The prophets, the false prophets, slaughtered on the spot. And when that happened, God spoke to Elijah and said, the drought is about to break. The drought is going to break because all the people are coming back to the one true God. And God's going to release the rain. So he says to King Ahab, why don't you go to your throne, the palace, king? I mean, you have a throne, you have an earthly throne, and you have an authority. You occupy authority, but you have no power. You occupy authority, but you have no changing power. Got a position with no power because you don't fear God and you allow Baal worship. You are powerless to make it rain. He says, Why don't you go up to your palace, sit on your throne of lies, <laughs> and I'm going to go to the top of the mountain, I'm going to pray. I'm going to kneel before a God who can actually do something, God Almighty. I'm going to talk to my God about making it rain. And this is what he said. He says, there is a sound of an abundance of rain. My faith is rising in 2020 because I hear a sound of abundance of rain. Come on, Hope Church. We are those people who get joyful anticipation because I hear a sound. I have ears to hear. I'm not afraid of hearing evil in 2021. My ears are open to his word, and I hear rain coming. I hear prosperity coming to you and your family, to your economy, to your job, to your reality. I hear his blessing and his favor coming. I hear breakthrough coming in your brokenness. I hear a God who says, I am able to do the impossible. I can do what seems like impossible. 2020, you hear that? Yes. In 2020, I hear it because faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. God's word hasn't stopped speaking. God's word hasn't stopped. I'd like to ask you, what are you listening the loudest to? What are you listening for? Jesus says, man does not live by bread alone, but he lives in reality by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. He lives by hearing alone. Faith comes by hearing. You will find that when God's word comes in, he begins to put a faith on the inside of you where what you're currently seeing starts to shift. From cloudless living to impossible clouds forming the size of a man's hand. Small little clouds. From, you know, what you're experiencing is about to explode into something you've never seen before. What you've been practicing is about to produce. I'm doing all the right things, but I I have no production. There's no fruit. There's no evidence. There's no substance. Keep practicing. It's about to produce. Uh, I'm telling you what. It's the God who says faith comes by hearing first, then seeing. I don't know how people outside of church do it, outside of the word God do it, because when you hear from the word of God, then your eyes begin to open, then your mouth can begin to speak, then your spirit can begin to believe again, but without the word, there's nothing to move on, there's nothing to go for. Something happens when you hear the word of God that says, you know what, I'm not sure how it's going to happen, my dad has hated Jesus his whole life, he's always making fun of me for going to church, but I know that God is going to do something in my dad's life. I hear something. I hear something shifting. I believe that he can do something different in my dad's life. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. I've been addicted for years. But I'm going to stop this substance. I'm, I'm going to see this st- substance stop controlling my life and determining my decisions. I am going to get in control of this by the power of God. There's just something shifting because I heard his voice in an impossible situation. I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but something's going to flow through my body. Something's going to change in my body. My thyroid won't dictate what my body goes through. Come on, my diabetes won't stop what my body was born for. And the cancer has no place in my body. Come on, I'm going to see all these unhealthy limes, crazy things be broken off of my past. Why? Because I hear a different word. My God is a healer. We sing it, and Jesus is able to heal. He's able to heal. If you hear it, and you believe it, and you receive it, something shifts. You start to believe for something that's out of bounds. You start to say, off limits, no more. All of his promises, always been, yes and amen. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. I'm not sure how it's going to happen. But I'm not going to live in debt for the rest of my life. I'm $30,000 debt, but this thing will not destroy my destiny. His word says I'm to be the lender and not the borrower, the head, not the tail. He causes me to triumph. I'm believing him for victory. So I'm going to practice principles, and I'm going to see those principles produce in my life. Come on, there is a difference when you hear God's word and you receive it from when you hear it and it's a whole bunch of ethereal, ethereal garbage that never gets into your heart believing comes from hearing that's what your bible says it starts with hearing and being able to receive you know your perception of a thing determines the reception of a thing if you think the man up here if you think i'm anointed by god if you think that there's something more than just people talking here that god's speaking to you you'll receive differently if you think i'm just a vessel and i can connect you to something bigger you'll receive something different because what you perceive determines what you receive. I, I'm confounded why, pe- why people will go listen to somebody they can't receive from or that bothers them the whole time. It just blows my mind. And yet they keep showing up every week and hating the messenger <laughs> and missing the message. But what you get when you perceive something different, you receive something dynamic. Perceive different, receive dynamic. There's something about God's word that surpasses personalities. Thank you, Jesus. There's something about God's word that surpasses human capacity. Thank you, Jesus. There's something about the anointed word being spoken over your life that breaks you through your brokenness. I believe it in Jesus' name. And God, if he wants to shift something, he'll always send his word. And when he sends his word, we have a conviction in our spirit. We hear something in our inner man that one day our eyes will see what our faith already believes. Our eyes will embrace Our hands will hold what we've heard from his word. Does anybody want to hold in your hand what you've heard from his word? You want your eyes to see, embrace, and say, oh, my God, this is real. It's the evidence in front of me. My eyes are seeing it, what is unseen. I'm holding in my hand what was impossible. That's what it's faith. It's that someday we will experience what our faith already has. That's why the Bible says faith is the evidence of the unseen. I'm wondering, you watching at home, you're in this room today, what are you holding? What word are you holding to inside from God that you know you can't let go of, that you know you can't quit on? What are you believing for on the inside out? If you're a believer, there should be something, there could be something that you're holding on to that you heard in your spirit, you heard with your ears, you heard from his word. Don't let these three monkeys get on the inside of you and cause you to hold back in life. Don't let these three, four monkeys get inside of you and stir up fear and doubt. Don't let a monkey on your back cause you to be afraid. Therefore, you never speak. Therefore, you never believe. Therefore, you never hear by faith. Therefore, you never see by faith. Don't cause, don't allow something to get on the inside of you where you cause your ears, you block your ears to protect yourself from getting your hopes up for too much. I want to hear you, but I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want hope deferred, so I'm not going to get my hopes up at all. So I block my ears, and I wear filters as I hear the word of God because I don't want to be heard again. Don't start covering your mouth just because it's risky to speak your dreams, just because it's risky to speak into your future. Don't start covering your eyes because you can't see anything greater than your current circumstance. Don't block your eyes to what you see in front of you. The Bible talks about how what we can't see is more real than what we can see. I want to tell you, point number one, self-preservation and self-protection rarely ever drive you towards your purpose. And so many people come to the house of God, to the word of God, they approach God's word with self-protection and self-preservation. But guess what? You'll never click into your purpose if you keep filtering through those blockers. You've got to hear clear. It usually pushes you away. Self-protection, self-preservation pushes you away from reaching your full potential. You know that. The more you protect yourself and fear things, the more they come upon you. I want to encourage you today. Open up your eyes to believe for the more that God has in store for you. A life to the fullest, he promised you. He said, I promise you a life to the fullest. I didn't come to steal, I came to give it. Don't stop until your life is living in overflow. It's thriving and not surviving. Come on now. Well... You know, Pastor, I know it's easy for you to say, Mr. Perfect, right? I never ever make a mistake. Nothing ever good happens to me. All things come in threes in my family. We're third generation welfare. You don't understand. I was born wearing the wrong shoes. I was born on the wrong side of the tracks with the wrong last name, with the wrong house, in the wrong family. You have no idea the dysfunction I'm coming out of. I'm in the wrong city. I'm the wrong person, the wrong place. I got the wrong skin color. I'm in the wrong. There is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. No, no, no. Whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Stop it. Get rid of that mentality. Get rid of that stuff. You are not a victim. You are just right for Jesus. My Bible, the Word of God says, My God is no discriminator of persons. It says, The Word of God says, I am not a respecter of persons. My Bible says, God has no favorites. And yet, it clearly teaches us that there is a favor of God available to all those who believe. In other words, anybody can get God's favor in their life. Anybody means anybody. As a matter of fact, our God often chooses the least likely. So, you're welcome. He calls those things which are not as though they were. And he draws the best out of people's life. He brings best out of brokenness. He brings beauty for ashes. He trades joy for sorrow. He's the God who calls forth things that look bad and he changes them for good. So stop disqualifying yourself and begin to understand that the Bible says, whosoever believes. I want to give you an opportunity. Whoever believes in him, you could be a whoever You could be a whosoever today. You are just right for Jesus. Yes, you are qualified to have what God has for you. I know it seems impossible, but you are qualified. I know your past tells you differently, but you are qualified. You are just right for Jesus. I'm sure Abraham, at 90 years old, he said, I'm unqualified to have a kid. His wife, Sarah, at 80 years old, you're going to have a son. I'm 90. She's 80. Are you kidding me? But Abraham believed that what he heard from God, one day he would see with his eyes and hold in his arms. Hence, Isaac, with faith, he said, I I believe you anyways. I'm the wrong person, the wrong age, the wrong season of life. And because of his believing anyways, it's why he's called the father of our faith. I'm sure Joseph, they would have said to him, man, you're crazy, Joseph, just give up on your stupid dream. I mean, you saw... A picture of the sun, the moon, and the stars bowing down before you. Look at you, man. You're in prison. You're, ac- you're falsely accused of, of raping a woman who is a, 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 an Egyptian. Potiphar's wife. It was just you and her. It's your word against her word. She's an Egyptian. She's a local. You're a Hebrew slave. You're a foreign slave. You better get comfortable here, man, because you're going to be in prison for a long, long time. You might as well just give up on your impossible dream. But I love Joseph because as a boy, he heard a word from God, and he wasn't going to quit, and he wasn't going to stop. He wasn't going to stop until his eyes saw what his spirit heard in a dream. David, they probably thought David was crazy. Give up on this throne thing, man. you got to give up on the throne. I mean, Saul is not going to give you up the throne. You know, kings always give their successors, their sons and their daughters kingship and queenship. You're crazy, man. Just give it up. He's setting people up and he's chasing you like a dog through the wilderness trying to, accuse, trying to kill you with assassins. You're going to die. And for 13 years, the unqualified and the wrong person, for 13 years, David's out in the wilderness hiding in a cave. That's crazy. But David knew the word that God had spoken to him as a kid in a field with sheep and samuel the anointed word came to his life that one day he would be king over israel and he never gave up on that dream he never gave up on that word what are you looking at on the inside of you what are you hearing what is the devil trying to dislodge from your life he dislodges through discouragement that's why i'm saying don't quit Because he uses discouragement. He dislodges through delay 13 years, 10 years, 14 years. I'm telling you, he tries to delay things and discourage you. He dislodges through depression and anxiety, which is a big problem with our culture right now. Discouragement is like a Pac-Man. It'll come. It'll eat away at the word of God that's been spoken to you. But you can't let go. You can't let it eat that thing. It'll try to eat your faith, eat your hope, eat your joy. Stay in the house of God. Listen to the word of God. Receive unfiltered. Keep talking to God. Keep relating to Jesus. Keep asking, (laughs) believing you've received it. Don't quit praying and talking to him. I want to encourage you. Keep coming for the word. Cause the word is a lamp unto your path. The word is a light unto your life. The word will change things for you. Keep magnifying Jesus who is the word made flesh. Keep on worshiping no matter how dark it gets, no matter how hard it gets. Keep lifting your hands and worship because as you do that, God's presence and his power will flow to you. His word will keep on encouraging you. His spirit will come and edify you. I want you to notice Elijah had to pray one negative prayer and the rain stopped it took the same man seven prayers to turn the rain back on are you hearing what i'm saying it's so easy to speak negative to speak stupid things into your future and you got to work for that word sometimes it's easier to get a negative you know nobody has ever planted a weed in their garden never ever and yet they're there so easily but if you want to produce fruit, like vegetables, peppers, tomatoes, you got to plant those things, you got to protect those things, you got to water those things, you got to weed those things, you got to fertilize those things. You got to do everything to get fruit. But weeds just come so easily. I got to do nothing. One word turns it off, seven prayers turns it back on. Life has this sort of adversity, but with God, I want you to know that all things are possible for those who believe. what he says i want to remind you you are with god today and with him nothing is too difficult you can accomplish anything you can accomplish anything with jesus (laughs) so a thought everything begins in the invisible and it moves towards the visible really quick in your notes everything begins invisible moves towards visible in this um february I had the opportunity to take my kids to California Disneyland, the original Disney. And I'm walking around with my kids and their eyes are like lighting up. They're seeing all the rides, all the environments, all the wow and how factor. Full-size Lightning McQueen driving down the road, talking to us in an amazing screen, right? Not a screen, but a real car. And the Radiator Springs is there. We're just walking down Radiator Springs. It's incredible. It's a mind-blowing experience. Just so overwhelming, so beautiful. But do you know, That there was a day where Disneyland was not there. It was just a big pile of dirt in the back of a California desert. It was just a in fact when when Disney, Walt Disney, went wanted to buy that land and move forward, they all said, You're crazy. Nobody's gonna get their whole family, pack them in the car, and take them to the back of the California desert. Are you insane? Not only today is Disneyland there, there are huge convention centers, huge hotels, all these restaurants, all this business, and it all flourishes because of one man's dream of Disney. He saw something invisible before it existed. Before Disneyland existed, before it was in the material world, it existed in his heart, in his vision, in his mind, in the heart of Waltz, and that's incredible. Your phones that are in your pockets, in your purses, they existed somewhere invisible before they were materialized. Every piece of art, everything you think is beautiful, all these massive um, paintings, the Sistine Chapel, I mean, they all started in the invisible and became visible. Even you, here you sit, you started in the invisible realm, and now you've been made visible. You started as a little seed chasing an egg, and now here you are. And micro-realm to the real realm. And you're hearing the word of God. You were invisible at one point. Everything is invisible and it moves towards the visible. Listen, the enemy wants you to have all these negative perspectives. Terrible dreams. Horrible dreams. Of how impossible the invisible is. But I'm telling you, he wants to put a picture in your mind of the future that's so dark. Dreading the worst. Lonely. Fatal. Unwholesome. Reject that. Reject that. Because you know everything starts in the invisible and moves towards the visible. I want to encourage you, if you're feeling that it's just impossible, the Spirit of God will never do that to you. If you're feeling fear, where there is love, it casts out. Perfect love casts out all fear. That Spirit of God will never do that to you. Fear of your future, the Bible says the Spirit of God will cause young men to see visions and old men to dream dreams. I'm still believing that the best days, you're going to dream dreams, that the best days are still out in front of you. I wholeheartedly believe that your greatest days are still waiting for you. Why? Because I hear the sound of abundance. Wherever you hear doubt or fear or dread, you know that's not of God. 100%. Dooms and glooms, we serve a God of good news. That's why I'm committed to good news only. We serve a God of redemption, who takes the things that are not, who takes evil and works it together for good, things that came against you. He says, by no means will it harm you. I serve a God of good news. He said, go into all the world and share good stuff. Tell them about the benefits that are in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you what. Let me just tell you something about the Bible, the word of God. God never speaks something that he doesn't will, and he never wills something that he doesn't speak. So if it's in your Bible, you can have it. If God says it, you can believe it. You can receive it. You can hear it unfiltered. Come on, all of God's promises have always been yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And you're in Christ Jesus. All right, next thing. We need to understand that everything moves from seed to harvest, which is similar but different. Seed, time, and harvest. Everything moves from a seed to a harvest. The Bible says don't despise the day of small. Small seeds, small beginnings. Because we know what God can bring, harvest from a seed. A seed is so tiny. A seed goes into the ground, you can't even see it anymore. It goes into obscurity, anonymity. And right now, I believe that God is saying to some of you, you are a seed. And you feel obscure. You feel like you're just waiting for nothing. You're placed in a place of anonymity, right? You're placed in a place of darkness and solace. But I'm believing that God knows where he puts you. He knows where he planted you. No one can see you, but that doesn't mean he doesn't see you. There's going to come a day where you're going to sprout, and you're going to grow into a sapling, and then it's going to flourish. And then all of a sudden, the birds of the air, outside things, are going to come make nests in your branches, in what you built. And your fruit will be delightful fruit, living, life-giving fruit, real, fresh, powerful fruit from your life that actually produces. And he's going to say, man... The flowers, the fragrance that comes off you before you bloom, it's gonna be a fragrance of worship and honor and glory to God right throughout your process. Don't despise the seed. You're looking next to trees, you're saying, Why am I not a tree? Because you're a seed. And don't think it's too dark down here. God does his best work pulling things up out of the dark. Right now, you might be in a seed stage. Everything begins as a seed, everything. Even Genesis, it began in a garden a little garden. You know how Revelation ends? A great city. Garden in the beginning, great city in Revelations. Moses began as a seed. He was a mighty deliverer rolling down a basket and a baby in a basket down the Nile River. He came back as an 80-year-old man anointed of God, a powerhouse deliverer. He started as a seed. He delivered an entire nation. He broke the back of 400 years of a dynasty that enslaved his people. 1.6 million people in his church came away from Pharaoh and into freedom with Moses. Ten consecutive generations of slavery started with a seed in a basket. Jesus was a seed, and now he's the firstborn of all creation. Abraham, God said to him, in your seed, not in you, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Everything begins as a seed. Microsoft began in a garage. People made fun of it. I would tell you, everything you see as a global enterprise today, it started in obscurity somewhere as a seed. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. Don't despise it in your family. Don't despise it in your children. Don't despise it in yourself. Don't despise it in your business. Don't despise it in your dreams. Don't let these monkeys, these monkeys on your back, discourage you because things are small. Because now it's not what you really want to see it's just as small as a hand of a man things aren't looking good maybe you're right things aren't sounding good maybe you're right all you got to do all you got is an idea in a basement maybe you just got a dream in a basement don't worry about the size at the start hey guess what you'll find the best things comes out of basements those little seeds those little dreams those little thoughts worry about getting the seed right if you get the seed right the rest will take care of itself If the seed is right, it'll grow into the right beautiful big tree. They say a botanist can tell you how many seeds there are in an orange. But only God can tell you how many oranges there are in a seed. There's some things you just don't know that are in you. When the Spirit of God is on the inside of you, people may laugh at your little seed. They may laugh at your little business idea, your little venture of investment. They might laugh at your little life choice to follow God, to be in his house, receive the word every Sunday. But you know what? You can just laugh right back because you know that there's power in this little seed. There's a whole orange juice factory waiting in the seed. Only God can tell me what my limitations are. Only God can tell me what is in the power of my seed. Abraham and in the, in the, in the seed, all the nations will be blessed. Only God can predict that. Botanists can't tell you that. Monumental things come out of miniature seeds. Don't let those negative monsters, come on. Don't let those three little monkeys, those rascally little ee, ee, oh, oh, things keep talking. Be afraid of evil. Be afraid of evil. Don't let them get to you. Don't let them delay your destiny. Don't let them delay your dream. It's not about seeing no evil, hearing no evil. It's speaking. It's about seeing what God has for you. It's about beginning to speak and prophesy and declare into your future what he says. Here's a scary thought. You are never not prophesying. You are never not prophesying. Everything you say matters. Open up your mute monkey mouth. And finally, it's about hearing what God has for you. Everything starts with hearing. We see the progression in Elijah. I hear the sound. Go and see the cloud. Go say to the king. I hear the sound. Go and see the cloud. And then go say to the king. There's a progression. God wants you to hear. Faith starts. It comes by hearing the word of God. I hear the sound of abundance, and there was no rain. He's just a crazy person with cloud, no clouds in the sky, but he heard first. I mean, who's hearing something in this house? Faith starts by hearing. You need to hear this. He heard before he saw. Nothing changes in your life until you hear differently. Elijah heard the sound of abundance when there was no clouds in the sky. And because he heard, one day he knew he would see. That's what faith is. I know. I know. I'm going to see it. I know this addiction is going to break. I know I won't be broke forever. Final point. What you hear by faith will determine what you hold in the future. What you hear by faith now, now faith is, will determine what you hold in your hand in the future. Someday you're going to hold baby Isaac. Come on now. Because Abraham heard, one day he would hold a baby boy Isaac. Not Ishmael. Not, not made by man's hands. Not having a mouth but not speaking. No, holding Isaac, God's promised child. Because Joseph heard, his finger held that ring of authority as second most powerful nation in all of Egypt. Second most powerful man. Because David heard, he sat on the throne. He held the throne in his hand because he heard as a boy. What are you hearing? Because what you're hearing determines what you'll hold. If you receive it today, come on, shout yes. Yes, I received that. I want to be a hearer of the word of God and activate it all throughout my life. Today, I want to pray for you. God, I thank you for these beautiful people of hope. I thank you for your word that never returns void. I thank you that when you speak into the void and nothing you say ever comes back void. Today, we receive your word by faith. Today, we let it go past our filters past the things that we protect ourselves from. We say self-preservation, self-protection is not going to block us from getting to our purpose. You're not going to push us away. Today, we let this seed of your word go deep into our spirits, deep into our hearts, and we hold on by faith, saying everything you have for us, all of your promises, we say yes and let them be so. In Jesus' name, if you receive it, come on, give him one more shot of praise like you're loving him. Man, we love you, Jesus. We take you at your word, and we lean into it today. Hey, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, today I want to give you an opportunity to connect to him. He's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and none of this really connects unless you know Jesus. Jesus is the word. He's the word made flesh, the Bible says. In relationship with him, it's a relationship with God's word. Today, I want you to hear something different. Maybe you've heard that he's the God who's against you, I want you to hear a different thing. He's for you, not against you. Maybe he's the God who's disappointed you. No, 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 no. I want you to hear something different. Hear this from his word. He believes in you. He loves you. He says, I love you just as you are. I'll meet you right where you're at. Maybe you've heard that you got to get it right to get with Jesus. Before you come to him, you got to get your, your life cleaned up. I'm telling you a different word. Hear it. He'll meet you where you're at. You are just right to relate to Jesus today maybe you've heard you're disqualified maybe you've heard that divorce separates you or this sin separates you or this thing could block you from the better life that God had. maybe you've heard different things I want to tell you the Word of God is saying a different thing to you today he has always been the God of yes and amen all his promises they're not for somebody else they're for you and today I want you to receive him and take him at his word. Maybe you've never had a relationship with Jesus. Today, open up your life to relating to Jesus. Maybe you've related to him, but you walked away from him because you heard a different story. I want to tell you today, get back into relationship with Jesus. Today, if that's you on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you with every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to give everybody an opportunity to respond today. We could just respect the moment. I want to give everybody space to say, Yes, that's me today, by raising your hand as an act of faith. I'd love to pray with you in your seat right where you're at today. If that's you, you want to get right with Jesus, you want to get in relationship for the first time. One, today's your day of freedom. Come on, two, don't wait, don't hesitate. Three, that's me. Pastor, I want to pray with you today. You put your hand up and put it back down. I want to know who I'm praying with today. I believe this word has come for you to set you free. To set you free. Come on, if that's you, one moment, respond right where you're at today. I wanna to see lives responding to Jesus. If you're right with Jesus, that's awesome. If you're not right with Jesus, if you never opened up your life, what do you have to lose? We're not idiots. I'm telling you, this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. <laughs> He's not the God of no, no, no. He's the God of yes, yes yes. And all of his promises always are. Yes. And amen. Come on. That's awesome. Well, I believe that everybody's done that here today. We're celebrating these all, all your decisions to follow Jesus. If you haven't made that decision, I'm telling you, God's not done with you yet. He loves you. He believes in you probably more than you believe in yourself. He wants to give you access. Come on. Keep coming. Keep leaning in to God's word. He will transform your life. Hey, next week we're starting a brand new series of talks called Advent, because we're starting Advent next week. I think it's Advent next week, the countdown to Christmas. We're going to do a series called Advent Pages. We're going to talk about all the advantages of serving Jesus, loving Jesus, and we can't wait to see you here.